0: let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let all those who hate him flee from before his face. So I kind of messed up yesterday. And I'd intended to actually record an episode that was supposed to actually drop yesterday. Um, unfortunately, got a little busy try not to do that too terrible much, especially with all of the things that have been transpiring early in this news week. By now, you may have heard a bunch of what I'm gonna talk about, but the development, the breaking news, is that we are now months away from the chastisement. Not necessarily from a biblical from a biblical standpoint. I'm not talking about the um, I'm not talking about anything that's in line with Catholic prophecy. I'm talking about what looks like is about to come upon the United States for its many many transgressions. This is Caleb the mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michal Arcangela, defendinos proelio, contra nequitiamit insidias diabolias de praesidium, imperatili deus supplicas de praecamor, Duke princeps militai calestis, satana maliosca, spiritus malignosque ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mudo divina virtute in infernum Trude. Amen. Coriessus sacratissimum miserere nobis, Mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Sancti Joseph, ora pro nobis. Beatus Carolus Domo Austriae ora pronobus. Domine ostende facim tuum misericordiamus. Ave Maria purissima, immaculata conceptio est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. It's already it's not looking like a particularly busy news week. However, if you've been paying attention to some of the developments in the news, the State Department let slip that they're Developing plans to sink the Russian fleet in the Black Sea because the Russian fleet in the Black Sea is currently blockading the ports in Ukraine. Which means, right now, Ukraine can't ship. They can't ship, they can't receive. That's kind of a big deal because Ukraine is the breadbasket of Europe and provides a lot of resources for the the world at large, none the least of which is the United States. Given the current situation in Ukraine between Ukraine and Russia, where they're sitting at right now, um, the supply chain disruptions and all of the other normal stuff was actually already looking at putting about 40 million people, 49 million people in 46 countries or in 40 something countries um, in a state of famine. With what's currently going on in Ukraine, this actually puts the entirety of the continent of Europe for 100 million people at risk of famine. That's part one. Part two, State Department decided to come out and let slip that they are putting together plans to, sl- to sink the fleet that is blockading the ports in the Black Sea. That fleet, of course, is a Russian fleet, and it is in response to what they already claim is an act of war, which is the blockade around the Ukrainian ports. Whether or not you actually think the blockade is in fact an act of war, the fact is is that sinking those ships will be an act of war, and that will trigger greater conflict between the United States, NATO, and Russia. Simultaneously, the Corpse-in-Chief, the self-excommunicated Catholic Joe Biden, let slip not only obviously is it in his mind to pl- um <clears throat> to depose vladimir putin but it is also in his mind apparently to come out and overtly defend taiwan in the case that china decides to invade which it's looking like is coming closer and closer as we as time goes on the chinese housing market is in the process of collapsing In fact, their whole economy is in the process of collapsing because, well, I mean, Shanghai has been shanghaied. 25 million people on lockdown. The most severe lockdowns anyone has ever seen. And quite honestly, probably the greatest horror that we've ever seen. And I gotta be, and let me be blunt. With what they're doing to their own people in Shanghai, mind you, we're talking about 25 million people who just had their homes turned into a concentration camp. This is actually what we get for not doing anything about the Uyghurs, who numbered in the mere in the low millions—five million at the most, but typically right around one million uh, by mo- by more conservative estimates—and we did nothing there. So there's really no reason why we should be surprised that 25 million people in Shanghai are on lockdown; their homes literally turned into prisons, many of them starving. Most, in fact, it looks like if, if the video footage is to be believed. So if they do, in fact, decide to invade Taiwan, Taiwan will, of course, resist. Japan will get involved. Australia will, has said they will get involved. I think it's pretty likely that they will. India has said that they will get involved. I'm less sanguine about them actually getting involved because they might actually... They might actually look around and realize, hey, we probably shouldn't do this. But Joe Biden has definitely said that we will get involved. And given the very hawkish nature of the administration, despite all protestations to the contrary, every time they have to dial everything back because, I mean, let's be real, Biden has a tendency to say that the quiet part, the part you're not supposed to talk about, out loud. And there's no reason to doubt what he says, and every reason to doubt everything that the state says is a part of its propaganda effort. If those two things begin to come to pass, and I do believe that at least one of them is going to come to pass in the next few months, then we're going to see the dominoes fall and you will see a global conflict. Even if it isn't the entire world fighting against Russia and China, the fact is, is that Africa, in large part thanks to what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, is set to tear itself apart due to famine. Europe is going to be significantly less stable, and they will probably actually elect to try and go to war with the resources that they have. Whether or not they can win is immaterial at this point. And truth be told, whether or not we can win is immaterial at this point. It would appear that barring some kind of miraculous intervention, it would appear that we are now on a collision course for global conflict, it may not necessarily be, you know, World War as we've known it, but it is most nef- it is most definitely going to be the whole world at war. Add to that the increase in fuel prices at home, the disruptions in the su- supply chain, the millions of starving babies who have not been able to have formula, because well, there just is none to be had. The fact. That the corpse in chief is also doing everything that he can to cripple our energy industry and has actually explicitly come out and said that the transition is going to be painful, but he believes that we will be able to come out on the other side stronger. The question is, is, did you vote for that? Did you vote for a transfer from oil and gas from petrol to so-called sustainable energies, which are not sustainable and don't provide nearly enough energy? I've heard the comparison, the statistical comparison made that if you took every single Tesla, every single electric car made and took all of their batteries and used those batteries to power the city of New York, it could power the city of New York for all of 45 minutes. And to be sure, lithium lithium polymer alloy or lithium polymer batteries, LiPo batteries, the the insanely wonderful battery technology that we have is absolutely inoperable in sub-zero temperatures. In the next five to ten years, automobiles will no longer be being produced. In point of fact, in the United States of America, if you look at the entire fleet of automobiles across the nation, it is now older than it has ever been since the invention of the automobile. And that is significant. Why is that? Because the reality is, most people can't just afford to go out and buy new cars the way we used to, and so people aren't. Every time I think, in all honesty, and I'll, let me be blunt, I'm a, I'm on this, uh, I'm on board with this as well. Every time I think that I'm going to replace my car, I don't. Every time I consider trading it in and getting a new car, I don't because what I have is more than sufficient, excellent fuel economy, decent amount of space, right amount of power, storage capacity, like all of the things that I need, it actually has. It's actually surplus in a couple of areas. The only thing that I'm trying to do is get a couple of older cars on the road, older cars, significantly older cars before, before the advanced computers of even my car. As time goes by, though, I think that's actually not going to be, it's going to be largely immaterial. In addition to that, if you look at all of the major cities, all of the major cities, well, most of the major cities, the vast majority of major cities, have had an astronomical increase, a doubling, in some cases, of their violent crime rate, murder, rape, etc., We've also had a dramatic increase of senseless crime. At the same time that the entire media was focused on the shooting in Buffalo, they ignored three other shootings. And they ignored those three other shootings principally because the shooter was not in line with the narrative the way the Buffalo shooter was. However, anyone who scratches even a little bit beneath the surface with the Buffalo shooter will find out he is not what they say he is. In fact, he is them. All of the things, all of the psychotic, incoherent ideas and ideologies that are promoted among the leftist cathedral in the West, he was on board with. He was a racist. He was an anti-Semite. He described himself as as authoritarian. Of course, he's not a particularly bright young man, so he would have known that it was totalitarian if he'd have been exceptionally bright. But he described himself as authoritarian, uh, sometimes as a fascist, sometimes as a Nazi. In that 800-page thing that they like to call as a manifesto. Add to that the Democrat Party apparently has won some legal victories in their capacity to prevent opposition party candidates from holding office. Most notably, it looks like Madison Cawthorn and Marjorie Taylor Greene. However, litigation is currently in the process for 143 members of the House and Senate. They are trying to prevent 143 members of the House and Senate from being able to hold political office. From being able to actually tip the scales back in in favor of the American people. Now, whether or not they would even be successful, even if they were elected, is actually largely immaterial. Because what this is showing is the system is further breaking down. They will codify. Stolen election protocols as the way to go. How many people are going to be willing to sit by and watch as that continues to happen? How many people are even paying that close attention? Because the midterm elections are actually, by far, much more important to pay attention to than the presidential elections. And there will be plenty of shenanigans this year to make sure that free and fair elections, like we'd like to tout, are going to be a thing of the past. And with the Department of Homeland Security, even though they are not doing their disinformation governance board, they are still keeping an eye on parents who protest at schools. They still are keeping an eye on people who disagree with the impending status quo. Mind you, it is not the status quo yet, but we are getting there very rapidly In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And if they are successful in their litigation, at some point, the concept of peaceful divorce is going to arise. And let's be real. These demons will not allow you to live a life not chained to them. And that's the real reason why they're protesting the overturn, the potential overturning of Roe versus Wade. It's not because they believe in freedom. They want to make sure that your state, you, your local government, cannot ban abortion, such as the extent of a sacrament in which they are. And if even Bill Maher is noticing a psychotic trend For example, the fact that generation after generation, starting with the silent generation and moving on to Generation Z, or or the Gen Z Zoomers, the incidence of of LGBT self-identifying people doubles generation over generation. So the silent generation, it was less than 1%. The Boomers, something like two uh, to three percent, or actually two to four, somewhere right around three. I think it's almost four percent. You get to Gen X, it doubles again. You get to the Millennials, it doubles again. Such that Generation Z is now self-identified as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or any of that other alphabet soup to an incidence of 20.9%. And that 20.9% actually carries 18% more girls than boys, meaning nearly one out of five boys will have no chance at finding a partner of the opposite sex. One out of five. So we went from 1 out of 216 to 1 out of 5 in 50 years. Or 6, well, right up actually just, well, 5 generations. Which is ironic because the leftist cathedral also claims that the overturning of Roe versus Wade will detrimentally affect the LGBTQ community more than other communities, which is ridiculous because the one thing that a five-foot-one, 250-pound mutilated woman with purple hair and a nose ring does not have to worry about is abortion. Neither does the six-foot-three, 200-pound mutilated man named Dorothy need to worry about an abortion. And lesbians can't procreate, and gays can't procreate, and the ones who choose to try to procreate using science over natural biology, they're obviously not going to get an abortion. So tell me again, how is it that abortion somehow affects LGBT over breeders over the natural family or what should be the natural family structure. Now I will tell you that a civil war is worth being fought just on the issue of abortion because abortion is murder and anyone who gets more than one abortion or anyone who performs more than one abor- abortion is in fact, to some degree or another, a serial killer and should be treated as such. Likewise, these purple haired crazies who are in our schools. Denigrating our children's education and dissuading them from healthy, happy lives with their agenda should likewise be treated like serial killers and child and serial serial and child rapists. And they should be. Now, I suppose there should be some good news. And in this particular case, there is. But it's not the good news that the average person is looking at. The average person is looking at everything and going, Oh, goodness gracious, everything's going to get much, much worse. Well, the good news, dear family, dear Catholic family, is that it is going to get much, much worse. And the darker it gets in the world, the harder it is to live the faith. The easier it is to create great and heroic saints. because in this world in this day and age we are so surrounded by filth and depravity that we swallow it whether we want to or not the filth and depravity is like an ocean and each of us lone travelers and even and even groups and communities even the parochial communities are so surrounded and inundated with it, and it is such a tempest of a storm that there's no way to not accidentally, incidentally, and against your will, imbibe that filth. That's the good news. The good news is, is because of that extremity of difficulty to preserve even the slightest bit of chastity, that that extreme difficulty to preserve even just a little bit of humility, that test of all of your patience and all of your fortitude, the constant pressure against your prudence and temperance, and the constant denial of justice is what makes it easier When you stand, to stand. See, the problem that we have in the conservative circles, the American political conservatism, or just the conservative circles the world over, the problem that we have with that is that they always say Judeo-Christian values, don't they? They always want to try and somehow equate Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And they, and if Judaism and Christianity and Islam, then most certainly, obviously, Catholicism would be on a level with all of the Protestant heresies. But that's not actually true. Western civilization wasn't built on Judeo-Christian values. Western civilization was built on the gospel. It was built on the teachings given by our Lord, ...to his apostles... ...handed down by those apostles... ...to their successors... ...and passed on through the generations... ...in the one... ...holy, catholic... ...and apostolic church... ...there is but one truth... ...and that truth was made flesh... ...he became man and we beheld his glory... (laughs) ...and all else is incompatible lies dissimulation and gaslighting and falsehood cannot coexist with the truth once the truth is known it is the truth that sets you free because once you align yourself to the truth everything else becomes easy your decisions are much easier if you are aligned With the truth. If you are at the foot of the cross, in the shadow of our Lord's body, bathed in our Lord's blood, protected by Our Lady's mantle, then you will find more and more that you cannot coexist with these people, nor should you. Which means Here in the next few months, the conditions will be perfect for the United States of America to descend into civil war, at which point, assuming we don't manage to talk ourselves into getting nuked by Russia and her allies, the stage will be set for a calamity of global scale. Famine disease. Real disease. I'm not just talking about the monkeypox. Famine, disease, war, and death. That's what we have to look forward to. And remember that it is in the apocalypse that when this chastisement comes, the living will envy the dead. Because there will be very little to no respite anywhere you look, anywhere you go. Except at the high altar of our Lord by my reckoning we are months away months the stage is set there are really only a few more things that need to happen are you ready Because come this time next year, the world that you knew will be gone. And an abomination will sit in its place. Get into a state of grace and stay there. Pray. Do penance. Make reparation. Make reparations of thanksgiving. Make supplications to God for those who won't. Do these things and you may save a few souls, including your own. Do these things and you may mitigate the worst of the chastisement to come. And this isn't a chastisement. And to be sure, do not get this twist. Do not get this mixed up. This may also be a presentation of the prophecy according to Our Lady of Fatima and the many Marian apparitions that seem to confirm all of these same things. The chastisement I'm talking about is a particular chastisement due to the many, myriad of sins committed by the United States, her politicians, and her citizens. That would be you and me. We made this bed. We fixed this sandwich. And we're going to have to lay in it, and we're all going to have to take a bite. Pray for the church. Pray for the nation. Intercede on others' behalfs, especially the most holy souls, in purga- the holy souls in purgatory. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine patris et filii et sancti. Amen.